Hey y'all, it's your girl, Galen Smith. And if you're watching this, that means you're about to watch our newest episode of No Sleep Till Hollywood, You Can't Use Me When I'm Dead. And on this episode, we talk about the SAG after strike in regards to artificial intelligence and streaming residuals. Except for the fact that by the time you're watching this video, the strike is over, the strike is over. And yeah, so because of that, this information is important to know, but not necessarily current or relevant. But we hope you'll still watch it and let's get into the episode. We ain't sleeping till Hollywood, Hollywood. We ain't sleeping. Hello, hello, hello. You are listening to the No Sleep Till Hollywood podcast. We are not sleeping until we make it in Hollywood. And while we're up, we will be discussing the state of the industry and our place in it. It's your girl, Galen D. Smith. And it is your boy, Caleb McDonald. And we are here to let everyone know, especially the studios, you can't use me when I'm dead. Perfect. Okay. If you guys have not been listening to the podcast, if you haven't been paying attention to what's been going on right now, SAG-AFTRA, which is the guild that represents the screen actors, um, television, movies, etc., is on a strike against the AMPTP, which is the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. Y'all, that's a lot of words. Okay. Basically, they're striking against the studios right now. Um, their contract has come up and they are in the middle of contract negotiations at the time that we are recording this on Wednesday, November 8th, the strike has been going on for 118 days, making it the longest TV slash theatrical strike in the union's history. Um, as you guys know, the WGA has just ended their strike within the last month, and it was on track to be the longest joint strike had that not already been ended. Right. And just this Friday, the AMPTP delivered what they called their last final and best offer to SAG negotiators. So relatively speaking, I mean, this doesn't mean like the actual final, like what's going to happen because, you know, amendments need to be made. There's going to be some last minute changes when they agree upon things. But as far as offers coming from the studios, apparently their last final and best offer. And to be honest, that doesn't concern me at all because they said that to the WGA and the WGA countered and then the W uh, the AMPTP agreed to the WGA's points. So like, I'm not really too concerned about this last final best offer. Also, like they should ask the WGA to help them write their statements because last and final are the same thing. So like. And they think they could do it without writers. Right, like absolutely not. But as I have alluded to or some could say explicitly stated mm -hmm. um the one major point of disagreement is artificial intelligence you know mm -hmm. uh because they are differing on how ai consent would be handled if an actor is deceased the hollywood reporter wrote begin quote the alliance of motion picture and television producers is seeking to secure ai scans for schedule f performers that's guild members who can earn more than the minimum for series regulars, which is 32,000 per TV episode and $60,000 for feature films. The company's suggested clause would require studios and streamers to pay scan the likeness of Schedule F performers. SAG-AFTRA is seeking to attach a compensation for the reuse of AI scans as AMPTP member companies would also need to secure consent from the performer. 
the language in the AMPTP's offer would see the studios and streamers secure the right to use scans of deceased performers without the consent of their estate or SAG after, according to a guild source. Yeah, I just, uh, it's such an interesting thing because we talk about AI in terms of the offers of the AMPCP. Init- essentially for people who got lost in kind of all of that, um, which was a lovely quote and very important, but if you got lost, the AMPCP wants to be able to do a thing and they've already even started doing it in some ways with background performers where they want to be able to scan an actor, pay them a one-time fee and then be able to reuse that image in whatever way it sees fit not only to include television and film, but also advertisements. Um, Tom Hanks has come out this week and said that there's like a dental commercial that he's in that he ain't do. And that he is um, alleging is an AI scan of him that's being used without his consent to do other things. And essentially that is what the AMPTP wants to be able to do with these AI scans. SAG-AFTRA is saying, hola, 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 hola. We don't need to be able to put some parameters around how we're using these AI scans. The big thing being that they're saying, if you want to scan somebody who is dead, no longer alive, unalived for the TikTok edit, (laughs) um, then you're going to need to get the consent of that person if they're alive to be able to use them after they're dead. And or when they're dead, you have to get um, consent and approval from the estate which could be right. their family, it could be their agency, but whoever's representing that person in their death, you need to be able to get that consent each time you want to use them to make sure that people are not being used in ways that are inappropriate. I think a really good example of this using Caleb is if y'all know the podcast, Caleb don't cuss, right? So if you scan Caleb and then you're going to put him in a movie where he's cussing, that goes against the values, the image, the career that he set up for himself. And so to make sure that that's not being done and not, you know, using people's scans in ways that are offensive to them, you need to get consent. So Caleb have to be like, oh, y'all can use me, but if I'm cussing, it got to go or I got to go. And that's essentially what the SAG after folks are fighting to be able to have happen is that to give actors, even in the use of an AI scan, some control of their image and likeness. And there was one article that did say that one of the people on the studio side said, of course we would get the authorization from one of the representatives. We just have to clean up the language. And as of November 7th, the studios did agree to adjust their language on AI. But of course, that is very important. Wording is important because if you leave the wording as is, sure, a vocal, oh, we don't mean it like that, could do something. But later down the line, when there's that loophole because of the wording, Now who's liable? And it also sounded to me from some of the articles you read, like they definitely understood and agreed about that in terms of actors who are alive and well. The deceased actors, they really weren't trying to get that consent each time, which is so shady and messy because I just, I don't know. I personally don't want to see no Chadwick Boseman AI scan movies. Like that man did amazing work while he was here. And yes, I miss him and I miss his work and what he brought to the industry. But like, an AI scan ain't going to do what Chadwick Boseman did. And therefore, like, leave that man to rest in peace. Because you know Marvel would do it with their ever-expanding universe. Oh, in a heartbeat. Uh, DC, the DC universe recently did it with some characters across the whole span of, like, the past hundred years. And I would like to highlight that I'm not saying, I'm not against 
a deceased actor being used in AI for like a clip or something because this actually did happen a couple mm-hmm. years ago in uh, this driving saga, right? Uh, actor Paul Walker, he died before the filming of a movie. He had recorded some scenes, definitely not even close to all, but due to I his- I he recorded most of the movie. I thought it was literally just the end of the movie that they had to do. And that was a case where it was ethical if for no other reason than the family members were on board. The estate approved it. The representative that you would go to was like, yes, this works. I mean, we already know that the actor had like signed on to the movie. So in that scenario, it was handled well. And that was just with CGI. So now we're talking about complete, just uh, animated, computed, you know, AI. And to your point, like with that, with even using that example with Paul Walker, they finished the movie he was in and then wrote him out for the rest of the movies. Like, it's not like they then were like, oh, well, that works so great for Seven. We're going to keep it going. (laughs) Nah. They said, all right, thank you so much for your service. Uh, We appreciate what you've done for this movie and this franchise. And then they let him lie as opposed to like, people are about to be in movies that they ain't never even heard of, ain't never seen, ain't read no scripts. The agent is like, child, I don't even remember when this came across my desk. And now you in a movie that you never know. It's very important that this be discussed because any small thing now could be the biggest gap in the future. And I think it's important to note that like, this is for schedule F performers. So people who are making above guild minimums and to put that in like an easier term, like the names of people, you know, are the people who are probably going to be most impacted by the AI language. They're not trying to scam me. I mean, yes, in terms of background, they're trying to scam people so that they don't have to, you know, get background actors every time. And yes, that is part of it. But like scanning Issa Rae, scanning The Rock, scanning Kevin Hart, people who are box office names, Will Ferrell, who are selling these tickets and putting butts in seats. Those are the people that they're really going to want to scan to be able to make all of these movies. And those are the people that are most impacted by that as opposed to the other big part of the negotiations being the streaming residuals, which we talked a little bit about um, on the pod. But that's like the second, it's an issue and obviously it impacts the majority of Guild members. Whereas like the AI is the thing that like, you might not qualify as a Schedule F right now, but for the people who are, it's really important. And you never know when you get bumped up to Schedule F, in which case we wanna make sure that we're locking down the AI. On the streaming front, People are not making money from streaming. Like if y'all have ever seen that TLC clip where they're like, here's how you can have the number one album in the country and have 30 cents in your bank account. This is how. Like essentially it's very, very similar in terms of television streaming. Right now the studios are offering to allocate a new bonus in the streaming residuals. So if an actor appears in one of the most watched shows on a platform, um, we could use Netflix, for example, they will be awarded 100, a 100% bonus on their standard streaming residuals. So essentially, it will be a success-based streaming residual model as opposed to a revenue share, which is what the um, guild is asking for. Right. Which I would also just love to point out. Studios, we don't have money to give you. Now okay. giving a 100% bonus. Now, let's be fair. 100% of nine cents is nine cents. You know, so like we're not talking about the most outlandish um, bonus, but they could have done a 50 percent bonus on that standard residual. So the fact that they were in this position to begin with 
Like, right. I'm sure this was on the first draft, and the studio said, take that out. We'll pull it out if it's necessary. Well, 100%. I mean, they were after the revenue share initially, which was just, like, the increase in terms of, like, the percentages. Right. And terms, so right now, it's, like, the bonus is, like, I get to control what that amount is, as opposed to, like, a revenue share is I get 3%, and no matter what the number becomes, I get that 3%. In, in some ways, the revenue share, the revenue share is obviously a lot more beneficial to the person receiving it than it is to the person giving it because it means you're giving up part of your profit or part of your ownership and all of these other things. All of these concessions that the studios made to the WGA and that they're now offering to SAG-AFTRA, y'all could have literally done this a hundred and something days ago. And what's making me mad about all of this is they're trying to put pressure on SAG-AFTRA by saying, look, if we don't come to a deal with by the end of this week, it's going to mess up the whole television schedule for next year. 118 days ago, y'all could have came up with them, some of these same things, and the strike might have only lasted a week. So don't put it on the unions and the right. guilds when y'all are making offers that you could have made months ago. This is a very pressing matter right now because the broadcast TV schedule is about to be tainted a little bit. Um, it's, because... about to, it's beyond tainted. Like at this point, like they already talking about some of those, uh, some of our favorite shows, some of them we've talked about on the podcast are like, oh, they're not coming back till 2025. And like things are, are beyond gone. Right. Like at this point, they could maybe save summer and next fall. Right. Winter would be still off. Like winter would be fall and summer would be winter. We are definitely looking at a slew of reality TV shows for like the next couple of months. Whew. I'm tired of them. I can't do it no more. I mean, granted, there's like still like new content, like at least like a lot of the new shows that were filmed at the before the strike that are coming out in the fall, like they're still out right now. So there is some, there's not no new television. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of new television and it's mostly new shows as opposed to like the next seasons of shows that already existed. Bringing it back to the topic at hand, um, you know, we do have the fact that it's 118 days. The broadcast TV schedule <laughs> is up in the air right now. Do you think that it's more important to sign a deal or do you think it's more important to sign the best deal? I think right now it's more important to sign the best deal because of what is at stake. If we weren't talking, like if this was a couple of years ago before artificial intelligence was such a big thing, I might say sign the deal. But because artificial intelligence, like that's the thing. And, you know, Mr. Mr. Black Man with all the shows on the Black Network Um, he was trying to say that, you know, it's important to know when we've won and we should just take the deal. That's really easy to say when you're also the head of a studio and regardless of what happens, you're going to make money. But I think right now with artificial intelligence being able to replicate actors to the point where they can be put into things that they've never done in a good, in a way that is almost um, uncanny and hard to tell. I think that we really have to make sure that we're locking down those artificial intelligence protections because if we wait three years, in three years, everybody could be scanned and there will be no more need for actors. Because the thing that people are not understanding is this. Right. If we start scanning actors, we don't need makeup. We don't need hair. We don't need crafty. We don't necessarily, they're going to find a way. We're not going to need lighting. We're not going to need sound. We're not going to need all of these other things. And so if we don't 
fix this, we're not going to have contracts to negotiate in a couple of years. Right. Caleb, that, that is actually an amazing point. I, I did forget about the amount of staff that's there because of the actors. Um, not even because of like how big the actor is, but just because the actors also need maintenance. So yeah. that is a great point. I do believe that signing the best deal. I mean, I think I might always be in favor of signing the best deal yeah. unless we're in a scenario where, you know, life or death, then, you know, maybe <laughs> sign a deal. Pause yeah. But um, I, yeah, no, signing the best deal. Because again, three years, a lot can happen. The The little... The little shift in language over the AI subject right now, they might have planned for the next three years and what they could right. do with that smidge of operation. And of There's course, already a movie out on Disney Plus that used like AI background people, which was enough to say scrap the whole AI. <laughs> like we gotta, we gotta move. We gotta do something. I've seen video games with better lifelike people. That was that was egregious. <laughs> Um, def, but yeah, no, definitely sign the best deal, oh especially gosh. when it's people's livelihoods. Yeah. yeah, especially when it can impact so much of the industry. It's just hard, but hard. yeah, SAG after strong, 118 days, y'all hang in there, okay? So I'm gonna need the AMPTP to pay these people, stop trying to scan the unalived. And let's get back to making television and movies in a way that is equitable and fair for everybody. Right. And negotiators, thank you for paving the road Come for on, us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because we're on our way, you know? Galen, you want to you give your little your little personal updates? Oh, our, my little personal updates? Yeah. Road so, to Hollywood? Y'all, it's officially week two of Fat Ham at Studio Theater. I made my regional debut which is crazy town. Um, I literally made it at the theater where I took my first conservatory style acting class in my hometown. That's crazy town. Um, We're having the best time ever. If you are in DC or you will be in DC between now and December 23rd, because we've been extended not once, not twice, but three times already. Um, Then buy a ticket, friend. Like, Tickets are at the link in my bio. They're also at studiotheater.com slash, just go to studiotheater.com and you'll find the tickets. I don't know where else they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're there. If you want to see my opening night activities, by the time this episode is premiering, I should have already posted the vlog. So go to YouTube because I'm entering my YouTube vlogger era. Okay. Um, so youtube.com slash gsmitty with two T's and four Y's. Um, and you can see my opening night vlog. But yeah. We doing fat ham. It's a great time. Um, yeah, come cut up with your girl, period. Caleb, you got anything you want to tell the people? I mean, I might need 30 minutes of these people's time very soon. I I have one scene left to shoot in a very exclusive, y'all hit it, heard it here first pilot, you know? Um, and, you know, it's, it's going to be a while to plan that next scene because, you know, I'm getting booked on comedy shows. <laughs> I, I know I have two in the next week. You know he what I'm saying? I, I do tell jokes and I tell them well. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's it's all written. I, tuh, I do a yeah. scene. It's giving. But, it's giving. We got a lot of stuff coming for y'all. We were just talking before we got on the pod about, you know, um, doing some React content to things that we've already made and produced or are coming out in terms of, you know, Caleb just said his pilot's coming out. 
Um, you know, when the strikes are over, we might add some React content to the channel as well. So we're really just trying to level up with all of the content that we give y'all. But for right now, make sure you follow at No Sleep Till Hollywood. You can follow me, Galen D. Smith, at G. Smitty with two T's and four Y's on anything with an at symbol or a customizable link now. And you can follow me at Caleb Subtitles and you could see all the jokes and behind the scenes that I just mentioned. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Some yeah. of you, thank you for watching. Period. And yeah. That's the end of the episode today, y'all. So until next time, good night, good morning, bonjour, bonsoir, adios, bye, guys. Don't forget to unplug.